Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope. The Modler is with us as well. And we take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. It's deja vu, isn't it? We have Monday football, second week running, and we go into re- previewing it. This week's games, it's uh, football, football, football last fortnight. Certainly is. And the Tuesday comes around very fast, Modler. It's a big welcome back to the program to you. Certainly does. Certainly does. I'd uh, like to say it's good to be back in Melbourne, but we, we try not to tell many porkies on the, on the podcast, so I might just uh, might leave that one alone. And, yeah, I wish I was back on the sunny Queensland, I think. Very good, you, boys. You've lived with that two weeks in a row, Modler. You don't sound happy to do that whatsoever. No, no, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's, uh, better place up there, I'd say, for me, my lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, boys, I think we might have got saved a little bit by some Anzac Day football in both codes. It looked pretty lacklustre uh, across – well, I know it definitely was in the AFL. I, I thought the, the, the watchability of the footy wasn't great uh, for a large chunk of the weekend, um, but uh, we had a cracker yesterday in the – in the main game, well, both the games, the Hawthorne Sydney game, but uh, but then the main game, Essendon Collingwood really turned it on, and and nothing more exciting than seeing that big crowd, and it was fantastic to watch. And uh, Pope, what did we see over in the NRL? We saw a bit of a mixture, but we did see a gap emerge, an increasing gap between the the best and the worst. We're obviously we'll touch on it, but what Storm did last night was extraordinary. Canberra hardly had the ball in the second half against Penrith, and we saw some other unusual things across the weekend. But um, the dominance of Penrith and Storm is the continued story. Not for the first time we'll discuss this. It's a little bit of deja vu of 2021 mug, but that's probably the main one. They're well clear of the pack probably at the moment, those two. And was there anything that stood out to you, Modler, over the weekend? Um, yeah, I, I just uh, remember seeing it. I forget who it was. Someone put a tweet up yesterday. So Melbourne obviously scored 70 in the league and someone pointed out that uh, they've now scored as much or more than the Bulldogs have for the whole season. So that's uh, <laughs> quite an indication of how how, uh, how far apart the, the standard in the league is at the moment. Very good. Well, Pope, we might as well uh, take that as a bit of a lead into betting review because uh, one of the um, games that you had was overs uh, for the Storm Warriors game, 41 and a half. And you're, I've got it written down here. This is straight off the email. And if you can find some Melbourne Storm scoring markets. So, um, so mate, congrats on that one. Were you able to find something yourself first and foremost? I was, yeah. Like it uh, was pretty successful evening personally. So panned out. Can't say how you expected, but um they had the foot of the floor all night and they ran away at the second half. So it was, it was probably the template that was seen a little bit before in this game. Mug, they really, the Anzac Day night that they do um, play the 80 minute storm and they, they did last night. They obviously sense the occasion and, and go on with it, but extraordinary that second half that there's moments in that, in that, that you won't see again. Like I think, you know, one player, Xavier Coates, three tries in eight minutes, seven tries in 20 minutes. Um, pretty amazing stats. Very good, mate. And um, and do you remember the other bets you had, Pope? Yeah, I'll 
go all the way back to Thursday night. I, I like the Manly that, and Modler like Cronulla. So Modler came out on top in that one. Cronulla won, uh, well, they covered the line. They won comfortably, I was going to say, but it was tail two halves. Friday night, I liked overs at Suncourt, which got up. Yep. Newcastle didn't do the job for me. Uh, they were very disappointing against Parramatta. I think we both had a lean towards South against West, who um, for twice in five days won it by a field goal. And Dragons, I liked yesterday as well, that um, won it outright against the Roosters as four four dollar outsiders. Yeah, very very good, mate. Uh, Modler, um, do you remember you had quite a few? If you combined your AFL and NRL, uh, do you remember them? Yeah, so much the same as Pope in the league. Yeah, um, apart from yeah, the uh, Thursday game wasn't it? So Cronulla. We liked it and, and, you know, come half time, you start thinking about margin bets and those things ticking over when you're 32 nil up. And, and uh, yeah, and then by the end of it, you're just hoping they cover the line. So, yeah. at least they're happy with that one. Um, yeah, Bulldogs as well. So, obviously, they were, uh, well, they ended up getting, you know, quite convincingly beaten, but I think they were up for a good chunk of the game there. Um, Souths, yeah, that was a, another one that got away. Um, Newcastle was was yeah just well wrong. They were just never on that day. And then um, similar to, to Pope as well. Yeah, liked um, liked St George yesterday. It was a good win at uh, at the odds. Yeah, great one, boys. Uh, St George at the price. I think that was that was in the fours. That one wasn't it, Modler? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was four dollars early in the week. I'm not sure if they pushed out come uh, game day, but definitely got fours early. Yeah, terrific, mate. Statsman was. Adelaide line, and I'll put this in the email, and that's maybe just a, a quick reminder um, to those listening in um, that you can just get a bit of a summarised um, version of what we talk about. Um, I'll send it out Thursday, Friday, depending on where it is. I'll try and get it out Thursday night, but just a bit of a summary of our bets and a few other things that may have changed and so forth. And I, I managed to get the, uh, the stats man's set in there as well. So he was Adelaide line, Hawks line, and uh, Richmond, uh, 25 and a half. That was obviously from earlier. Um, so he was uh, keen on that. He, he still liked the 21 and a half um, from what I can remember. But yeah, he's obviously keen on that on that bigger line uh, to start off with. And, uh, and then for myself, um, don't know if I can claim Port. That was from the Sunday night uh, uh, Twitter uh, messaging. <laughs> that was uh, come home pretty easy in the end. So that was nice. Missed on GWS Modler. I think we both had that one uh, that uh, didn't do the job for us. Hawthorne just kept losing soldiers after Tuesday, and that probably cost us in the end. They uh, just got overrun, um, so that wasn't good. But uh, but I was decent on Frio, and um, and they didn't lose any more soldiers, so uh, I was happy to uh, to take those guys as well. The other thing, um, Pope, that we spoke about was maybe a bit of an overs play um, in the AFL. Now, depending where you shopped. The Frio game, uh, you might have got over on that one or you might not have. I know I just missed it by uh, half a point, but I know others that didn't. And um, but so it would have been about five out of the nine that got over. But uh, but if you did recall, I mentioned the day games and I think three out of the, the four day games uh, actually came came over. So uh, if you're listening in, uh, you might have uh, managed to get some benefit from from that as well. Um, we, um we also touched on officiating as a possible angle last week. Mum, did that come to fruition at all? No, it didn't. It was a bit of a uh, look. I'm glad it, in a way, I'm glad it didn't because I think it was a real blight on the game. But they've basically gone from so what round was that? That was round six. So, so nothing in round four. 
Oh, no, yeah, round six. So nothing in round four to this absolutely ridiculous crackdown in round five. And then a week later, a lot of the same actions happened that got penalised the week before but didn't get penalised this weekend. So it's like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I just thought just the inconsistency of the application of the rules, you know, it was just, it was just became a real rule of the week. Uh, I was like, we're going to teach you a bit of a lesson. And um, yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, it was a bit silly. So no, it didn't, it didn't work. Pope. Uh, that's um, that aspect, which, you know, you sort of cover five out of nine without it, with that as your angle. Uh, I don't know if it would have changed a couple of them, you know, dogs, dogs and, um, and Adelaide was very low and, and maybe uh, maybe West Coast and uh, Port, I think, ended up being a bit low in the end. But um, I, I do think it was a, a half-decent angle. But uh, but anyway, Pope, let's talk quickly about some bad beats. Well, we mentioned it a, a minute ago, but the modeler's up 32-0 at halftime. And then someone on our group text decides to put the, uh, the cooler on by just saying, this one's home, boys. Absolute done and dusted, finished, uh, money in the bank. And then I think they scored the next three tries, didn't they, Modler? I think it was. I think, uh, yeah, so they came back and from 32-0 up, they ended up, um, I think it got to 32 to 22 at one point. And um, there were real, yeah, big concerns about, you know, not covering the line at one point. Um, but, yeah, they, they got the job done in the end. But, um, yeah, well, uh, well, it wasn't we'll as easy of a ride as it was at... Uh, Half time, that's for sure. Definitely not. Well, Karts, a long-time listener and a good friend of the program, he had the Sharks 13-plus as a bad beat, and uh, that's probably fair enough. Um, now, Pope, I might let you adjudicate this one. We've got uh, Nick NBA down under. Uh, he's claiming the Richmond uh, 21 and a half was a bad beat. But then we've got Bo Lair at John Smee saying that the D's 22 and a half was a bad beat. You were at the game. Um, which one is the bad beat? Is it the wrong side of the D's minus or is it the wrong side of the Richmond plus? Yeah, as my expert opinion sitting in the bleachers that night, I think I'd have to side with the Demons as a bad beat. And that one, um, I forget the end score, but 20 plus behinds for the night. I think I'd have to go with uh, Demons being the, the greater of those two um, hard luck stories, Mug. Nine go- I think it was nine goals, 22, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, nine goals, 22 plays, eight goals, six. So, um, and and by my eye in the stand, uh, two Pope, I, I thought Melbourne dominated the game. So to only turn around 22-point winners, um, you might have expected a little bit more. So I think if you're on the Melbourne minus there, you are a little bit stiff. So we'll pay that one there. Was there any other ones that you boys saw? Yeah, there's a couple in lay. The obvious one, if you're on South, getting done by the field goal against the West Tigers, twice in five days, the Tigers have won in very, very similar circumstance. But the more unique one from the weekend, Mug, was the overs in Newcastle v Parramatta. Uh, or I should say the unders, if you're on the unders in Newcastle v Parramatta. That was 40 and a half most of Sunday. If you were eagle-eyed on Twitter and the like, dr- Pouring in Newcastle in the lead up to the game, sun comes out, kick off, and then see on forty points late in the game, and Parramatta up thirty eight to two, and Mitchell Moses, the man who can't do it when it matters, just puts over a meaningless field goal in the last couple of minutes to take that title from forty to forty one. So if you're on the unders in that game, that is a quite a bad beat in that one, Mug. Is there any sort of uh, you know in the NBA, Pope, when you're thrashing a team and 
And, uh, you know, they just sort of bounced the ball around for the last 30 seconds, like take, taking field goals and penalty goals right at the end. Is that, is that kosher or should you just walk away and shake hands? No, it's, it's play on. Seemingly. That, that's okay. That's, that's not frowned upon. Yeah, seemingly more so than what it used to be, but um, rack up the points where you got the opportunity, seemingly the method in 2022, month. Well, fair enough. Makes sense. Percentage is important. Um, very good, boys. All right, well, hey, are we ready to talk some footy? That's not. That's... Lead us away, Pipe. We go over to the West on Friday night, Monk, for the West Coast Eagles v the Richmond Tigers. Seems like a pretty intriguing one on paper. Take it away. Well, I'll hand over to the modder. Yeah, so I've, uh, as I do with the AFL, I've sort of run based on last week's squads and tried to squeeze in any ins and outs that I've seen. Um, and so I've obviously taken Yo out for West Coast and tentatively put McGovern in. Um, and just chatting before, uh, there's a good, strong um, opinion that Gaff might be in as well. But for now, I've not run him in. And with, you know, with Gaff out, I've still got West Coast, the slight edge there at about 2.15. So... Uh, you know, given that Gaff might come in, I'm, I'm sort of liking West Coast at the 245, I think they are at the moment. Yeah, cool. So that's uh, so that's a bet for you, Modlo. You'd be you'd be betting into that? Yeah, certainly, yeah, especially yeah. with the upside with the possible uh, Gaff in as well. Yeah, okay. I'm probably – I, I don't really have a lean in this one, Pope, but, um, but I, I'd be just – I'm almost thinking the other way here that this could be – there's been a bit of noise around some more COVID dramas and um, and Simpson was holding his um, cards pretty close to his chest in the most recent presser, but I just can't help for the life of me think that there's going to be some more worries before the end of this week. And I know some rules are changing, I think, on Friday, but uh, I would think if you're in protocol this week and you go into protocol this week, you're not going to be out just because they changed the rules on Friday. So um, I would be just a little bit nervous and um, I'll be, um, I'll probably just have a spec on, on the Tigers. I, I pretty much make it what it is, but you know, if West Coast lose some decent personnel, then, then that'll tilt things in my favor. So uh, I'll probably just have a little specy on that one Pope, to be honest. Imagine factoring that in your thought process two years ago, mum, just <laughs> WA COVID status. Unreal, <laughs> I know. Uh, there you go. We'll go to Saturday afternoon. Intriguing match on on paper. Two of the probably top six teams in the competition go down to GMHBA, uh, Geelong v Freo. Uh, what do you see here, Mum? Well, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, about the cat when it was Cats versus Brisbane and the home ground advantage uh, down there to Geelong. And I spoke about it, you know, these teams travelling a long way away, your Brisbane's and your West Coast's and your Freo's, that that's pretty much a max advantage. That's a 12-point advantage. And also spoke about the fact that I've, I've rated that ground um, as a 12-point advantage for a long time, but I actually don't think it's enough. I think it's more. So the fact when I see that, you know, 14 and a half uh, come out as an opener, that's basically saying that Geelong and Freo are the same. And, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think you can have them rated the same. You know, if you, if you look at history and what they've done and their season so far. Freo are going great. Don't get me wrong. I, I really like what Freo are doing and, um, and had a good win on them on the weekend, you know, as a result. But, um, you know, I just think Geelong deserves to be in a little bit of a different category. And I don't think Freo deserves to be in that same category just yet. Um, Sean Darcy also out on top of that. So, 
yeah, mate, I've got to be, I've got to be with the cats here. Could I be still betting into the what do we got there? 16 and a half at Toppy Pope. 16 and a half, yeah. That's probably about my limit. I could probably still uh have a bet there. Any more than that, I'm probably starting to switch off it. But uh, but at 16 and a half, I could put that up. Yeah, talk us through talk us through that one nicely, Mark. Uh, Modler, anything for you on this one? Yeah, I um, I have a slight lean to Geelong as well. Um, yes, I've taken Darcy out of Frio's squad and it's it's made Geelong about a dollar thirty ish. So uh, you know, slight lean to Geelong there. Um, likewise to to Mug, I've probably got their home ground advantage as big as as you can make it as far as uh, you know all the different permutations go. So so definitely liking them down at uh, Cadinia and yeah, happy to happy to follow along with Mug there. I think we've got the much sought after consensus bet in that one. So good one for the listeners. I'll continue with you on this one, Mother, as your prices uh, are quite stark in this next game. We head over to Adelaide for the Inform Adelaide Crows taking on GWS. Take it away. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting one. So, uh, yeah, we liked GWS last week against the Saints and they couldn't quite uh, see out the game there. Um, but it hasn't jumped off them yet for, as far as the... The model's concerned. It's basically got this flipped to where the market is. I've got uh, GWS about a dollar seventy-five there, so liking them at the price. I think they're two twenty-five at the moment on toppy. So um, yeah, at the moment they're they're a bit for me. Mark, anything for you this one? Yeah, I I like Adelaide. I always get a little bit concerned when you chase a good performance from a bad team. Um, you know, they had a great win on the weekend and Adelaide, let's face it, they haven't won a lot of games in the last uh, 18 months. Um, but, uh, but yeah, my numbers, my numbers liked Adelaide. When that came out, I think we had some two and a half uh, sniffing around uh, to open it up and um, I quite liked that number. Um, probably can't come into them at, at the six and a half, but, um, but at, at the two and a half or... I think there was some dollar dollar eighty head to head sniffing around. I, I I didn't mind that. Um, so yeah, I've had a little go on Adelaide, but yeah, probably would be a stay out for me uh, right now as out on market. Makes sense. We'll stick with you here, Mug, for your Hawks against six and O reigning premiers at the G Twilight Saturday. Yeah, I've Anything got the, yeah, I've got the number lower than the market here. Um, in saying that, um, we've, oh, I've been burnt a little bit by the Hawks, uh, well, last week anyway, by the Hawks team. Uh, so I would like to see Hawthorne's team before I go betting into them. And I'll be also interested to see Melbourne's team about who they bring back in as well, because if they um, if they bring in some, you know, I don't know Viney and, and Lever, were they just a week last week, Modler? Do we know? Are they, are they expected yeah, to? Yeah, I have a feeling they were. Yeah, so if those two pop back in, that's obviously going to strengthen the Ds up and probably shift that market even more. So I'd just wait for teams, Pope. Um, could only be with with the Hawks. I, in saying that, I haven't found Hawthorne all year. So just, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe when, when it comes to the Hawks games, maybe just leave me out. But uh, but uh, I'll hand over to you, Modler. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit the same as you, Mug. I've got Hawks about a $4 chance here, but basically assuming the Ds and the Hawks play the same players they had last week. So, um, yeah, there's a few, I guess there's a few potential permutations as to ins and outs there. So, sort of, um, yeah, not a huge advantage. So, might be happy to, to sit on that one and see how it comes coming Thursday. Yep. Well, I'll stick with you again here because to my untrained eye, these prices that you have in 
this match is extraordinary. The five-match winning streak, Saints, just no interest in in the Modlers uh, version of it. Talk us through it. Yeah, this is an interesting one, especially given the Saints are, the, I guess, the nominal home team. Um, sort of raised a few eyebrows when I first ran it. Um, and, yeah, I've been pretty, I guess, bearish on Port throughout the year so far, but it's it's seemed to, to lump for them here. I've got them, yeah, I've got them decent favourites, about $1.65. Um, I guess a bit of that is, yeah, uh, a neutral venue. I, can, I think it's up in Cairns there, so... Um, not you know, not like in Saints as, as if they'd be playing in Melbourne, but yeah, the, the fact that it's it's gotten that far away from the market, I'm, I'll definitely be happy to throw Port out there as a bit. Yeah, very much so. Based on those prices, as we go to Mug, should confirm that gap, that match is in Cairns for the listeners. What do you see in this one, Mug? I don't see anything I like at all, except uh, to keep an eye out for the totals when they when they come out. We've seen some pretty slippery conditions up there. And uh, there can be some, you know, monsoonal rain and, and, and these tropical or subtropical parts of the country, as everyone knows, have had a fair bit of uh, rain and humidity in recent times. So um, I'd probably just uh, keep a bit of a bit of an eye out for that. Uh, cans can, can get very slippery, very tough to play up there. So, so have a look at that. And, and maybe even there's some super unders too that you can, if, if you're sort of a bit concerned about, you know, trying to, they might put up a line of $1.45, $1.50, uh, $1.45, $145, 150 um, There might be something that you can go a bit more aggressive on and get a, get a slightly better price. So, so maybe have a, have a look at those, uh, those super unders, but, uh, but of course it'll it'll just tell, I I don't think Toppy have got that line up uh, yet. Pope, um, I don't think so. Just keep an eye out for when that one comes. And uh, I'd say if it's North of of 150, it's probably worth of a, uh, probably probably worth a a specky under, I would say. Yeah. It makes makes a lot of sense that theory when you're playing in the tropics. Uh, I'll stick with you here, Mug, at Marvel on Saturday night, the Carlson Blues versus uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos. I could very have my very well have my ratings wrong here, Pope, uh, and I could have maybe been too harsh on North Melbourne the way that I've rated them, but I've got this line significantly higher than the 24-25 now, I think, at Toppy uh, that we've shifted out to. On top of that, you've now got... Uh, ben McKay, and, and if anyone was watching that North Melbourne Geelong game, if there was any sickos out there that like to watch lunchtime footy on a Saturday with, you know, pretty shocking spectacle in, in Hobart, um, you would probably see that Ben McKay was one of, and, and and maybe one of the reasons why North Melbourne didn't lose by 90 points uh, instead of the amount that they did lose by. So he's a pretty decent out for them, I would think. And... Um, I just, yeah, I've got that number nowhere near where the market is at the moment. So I usually don't like smashing into, you know, four goal plus, well, probably three goal plus minuses, uh, to be honest. But in this instance, um, I'm having uh, I'm having a unit on Carlton. Yeah, it makes, makes a fair bit of sense in that one. Anything for you, Bobber? Uh, no real opinion for me on this one. I've got Carlton pretty much rated where the market is at about $1.22, so... Yeah, probably a couple of points better than, than the line there, but not enough for me to, to throw at anything there. Yeah. Uh, Mark, we'll go back to you here. Collingwood backing up off their Anzac Day victory, taking on the Gold Coast Suns on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think there's a bit of an overreaction to the Grundy uh, injury. Like, he's a good player for them, but he's, he's, you know, it was about three years ago, three, four years ago, he was one of the most dominant players in the competition, like a really significant player, and he's really tailed off 
since he got his seven-year, million-dollar-a-year <laughs> contract signed. He hasn't been half the player he has been. Don't get me wrong, he's really good on on, on the weekend. Um, he, you know, he had a good second half and was, did some important things for the Pies. But, yeah, it's basically saying he's a six-point player, which is pretty much, you know, the most influential player or one of the most influential players in the league. So not sure I quite agree with that. And, I mean, I, I had the market, uh, I had the line slightly higher than that anyway. So, um, I'd like to see a little bit more of teams. Um, and look, Wits is going to be dominant. There's there's no doubt about that. He's uh, he's going to feed his guys. The issue that I have for Gold Coast is they really struggled aerially up forward. Um, and Collingwood are probably one of the best aerial defences in the league. So um, Gold Coast are going to struggle, I think, against the Collingwood um, backs. And... Um, and then MCG, Gold Coast don't get there very often. They did beat a dispirited Collingwood there last year, I think it was. But um, but look, I, I could only be on the pies here at the 11th. Yep. Two favourites in a row for the month. Um, Modlin, any for you in this one? Yeah, again, no real lane for me here. I've got the pies pretty much on the market at $1.50. So, yeah, um, yeah, nothing, nothing uh, tipping coming this way. Feels like the next one, the loser of this game, the pressure mounts dramatically based on the narrative of Melbourne this week. Mark, we've got the Bulldogs v Essendon at Marvel on Sunday afternoon. Anything for you here? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my eyes nearly popped out of my head when I saw the uh, the three goals there. I, I just think that's that's too big, too big a number. I've potentially overrated Essendon um, for most of the year, but... I've tempered my view on Essendon in the last couple of weeks and they've still performed, you know, reasonably to expectation. And um, so I've just sort of rechecked my rating there. And I, I can't have uh, uh, the Don, especially with Stringer, Merritt back. Um, you know, they look, Stringer just changes the way they look and feel. And um, and Merritt was was reasonable on the weekend. They do, look, they might lose Parrish, although they did say that there was no structural damage today. So, he, he played out the rest of the game. You'd think that he plays, potentially if, potentially if they're sniffing a, another victory. Um, the dogs look pretty down and out to me. Um, I don't know. Bevo might be able to resurrect them emotionally, but um, I don't really like what the dogs are doing. I don't mind what Essendon are doing. Three and a half goals, Pope. Happy to find out. Or three, okay. three, three, three goals. Three, three, three goals and a half. Uh, happy to find out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Mug. Modler, can we find that golden word, consensus here? We can, yeah. Probably with a bit of an asterisk there. So I've got Essendon at, at about $2.60 um, with Parrish in as it stands. So, uh, you know, as long as he plays, it might be to, to throw them out as a, as a probably a probably closer to a half bet than a full bet. But, um, yeah, if he plays, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to put that one out there and, and line up with the Mug there. Stick with you, give you the new ball in the next one. What If you're ever going to watch a Twilight Sunday game, this is going to be the one, or the game of the round, Sydney Swans v Brisbane Lions. Talk us through it. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, so no surprises as far as the model's concerned. I think it's it's liked Brisbane, well, both pre-season and every game this season. And it's, and it's lumped for them again here. It's got them about a dollar uh, seventy there. So and it's I think the model's sort of not really, uh, certainly not hated Sydney, but it's probably rated them a bit shorter than the market has week on week. So, yeah, it's definitely liking Brisbane this week at the $1.70, um, given they're about $1.97 on, on top here at the moment. Definitely happy to throw that one out there. Yeah, your, your third really strong view for this week, AFL Games, Mod, the like it. Uh, Mark, what are you seeing here? Oh, I'm seeing a very good contest uh, going to unfold. 
no betting interest for me, Pope. I, I have Sid uh, slight faves. I think that's pretty much what they are. Um, re- really looking forward to the game. And, um, you know, we spoke about it earlier in the year. If you're, you know, you turn up and you're 10% off and someone else is 10% on, um, you, that, that's going to determine the outcome of the game. And I think that's going to be the case here. The, the best team on the day will win. And um, no, uh, no interest in flipping coins for me here. No, fair enough. Uh, Mother, really strong view of prices and mugs and nice theories there. Anything else, gentlemen, that's uh, worth talking through in this week's games? I think that's about it. The only other thing that I'd probably say on that Frio Cats game, uh, Pope, just going back to uh, the COVID issues, there's a little bit of icing on your cake too if if Frio have a, a COVID uh, issue between now and, and that week too. So if, you, if you're sort of line ball on the price and, you, and you're feeling like, you know, you have to have a bet, <laughs> then that might be something that tips you over again that, you know, um, these issues, when they happen, sometimes it's too late to bet after they happen. Um, potentially preempt a couple. Yep, that makes, makes a fair bit of sense with what's going on, on in WA currently. That's it. You ready to talk some NRL, Pope? I think we are, Mug. All right, very good. Well, let's uh, let's get us away. And, of course, these prices, Pope, coming to us courtesy of Top Sport. Uh, great Australian bookie, been in the caper for over 30 years. Tristan and the guys do a great job. They will take your bet. If you haven't joined Top Sport, uh, do so. Get there topsport.com.au and of course download the app uh pope the first game uh that we're going to talk about uh gold coast it's the friday night game up there on the glitter strip as you like to call it 8 25 at home um penrith panthers back the other way a dollar i wait for the visitors 19 and a half points what do you see yeah listless performance from gold coast on the weekend most astute judges have found they're pretty hard to rate in this year's competition, which version they are, but they were really poor in North Queensland or in Townsville on Saturday afternoon and, and got hammered by the Cowboys and Penrith are just going from strength to strength. So what I'm about to say here uh, might not make a lot of sense, but uh, I, for a number of reasons, I think it's worth having a little bit of a go on the Gold Coast in this one. Um, the number, I can't get it quite this big. There's a few other aspects of play. Interestingly, Muggin, the three is the dominance pants to have. They, they don't travel to Queensland all that well. They've had single-figure margins or close victories over Broncos and Titans as big favourites. And I think they could well be looking ahead. They've got Parramatta, Storm and Roosters in ensuring three weeks. So hard to know if they come out and play in a dinner suit. But um, I think you'll see a bit more of spirit performance from Gold Coast. So... I'd probably just back them head to head here. I think just back them at the eight twenty-five and put ten dollars on and see how it goes here. That's the angle I'll take here and find out. Well, you don't have to have much at eight twenty-five to, uh, <laughs> to to have a runner in this one, do you, Modler? What do you see? Yeah, I'm glad to hear Pope speak like that. Um, I'm liking the Gold Coast as well. Uh, the models got them about four dollars sixty odd at the moment, wow, so decent edge there. Probably yeah, yeah twice. Well, half what the market's showing, so definitely happy to, to throw them out as a, as a bet as well, whether it's head-to-head or line, whatever tickles your fancy, or a bit of both. Definitely definitely keen to, to be involved. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, Motley, how would you set this uh, betting pattern up yourself? What, how would you sort of approach this from a from a staking point of view, if you maybe don't mind talking through a, a unit sort of strategy? 
Yeah, typically, especially with a with a you know an eight dollar underdog, I probably um, yeah I probably have the bulk of the money on the line there, and probably uh, you know have a, a probably sort of three quarters of the stake on the line, and maybe a quarter on the on the head to head there, just to have a nice little fill up should it come in. Yep, excellent. Okay, mate, that, that's very good to hear uh, hear you uh, explain that. Very good. Um, we'll go to the next one, boys. Uh, it's the second Friday night game. I don't know if I can ever quite get used to that uh, in the NRL. It doesn't Well, we did do it one time this year in the AFL, but um, two games on the Friday. The second one, Souths, $1.64, taking on Manly Seagulls, $2.30. And we've got a flat four line here, Pope. Take us away. Yeah, found this really tricky, Mug. Both without their marquee, both teams without their marquee player in the Trill and Turbo in this one, and and both coming off losses to to varying degrees of, I guess, ineptitude to for what a better term. So oh, I found it really hard. Um, probably stay away from me, but again, yeah, I'll probably go the total points here. The overs at thirty eight and a half. What looks to be a dry night in Central Coast Stadium. I think. I can only be on the overs here. That, that looks a low number to me. Rabbitohs are coming off a 50-point game and a 45-point game, so there's quite free-flowing outings with them involved at the moment. I'm on over 38 and a half in this one. 38 and a half. Okay, very good, Pope. And uh, Modler, what do you see? Yeah, again, no surprises as far as I'm always concerned. It's sort of uh, potted manly every time Turbo's not playing, and it's like South the last few weeks as well. So it's it's come for them again here at about a dollar forty ish. So yeah, definitely happy to throw throw uh, a bet out there on on Souths this week. Okay, mate, excellent. Uh, that's great. So we've got the Souths there as well. Uh, next one, boys. We're uh, we're going to go down and have a look at Canterbury Bulldogs uh, hosting um, Sydney Roosters out at the big stadium, four dollars seventy five. The the Bulldogs here and Sydney Roosters. $1.19, very short for the underperforming uh, Roosters, uh, Pope. 13 and a half the line. Talk us through this. Yeah, well, I'm starting to get a bit of heat in my life for my fondness for the Bulldogs plus mug. So I go into this with a slight bit of trepidation coming off. I think probably, well, I would fall personally on the Bulldogs plus, but we're going to the well again. I agree with what you've just said. It's, it's too many at 13 and a half for me that the dogs... Sorry, the Roosters are, I think, 0-4 when they're double-figure favourites this week. They, they haven't covered as a double-figure favourite. They're, they're just not playing well, and it's just, just too many for me again. So despite uh, Bulldogs increasingly getting a re-rating week on week, I still can't get this to 13.5, so I'll be on the dogs here. Very good. And uh, similar to what I just asked Mother, if you don't mind, Pope, how do you attack uh, your staking plan when you get these bigger sort of you know, four seventy-five, five dollars sort of type markets with the line around thirteen and a half. How would you be breaking up your bet here? I probably, depending on degrees of confidence, and my numbers have this confident enough that I'd be having a unit on the plus, and then probably half a unit at these prices on the head-to-head. Market. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. And uh, Modler, how do you see this one? Yeah. Again, um, the models pumped for uh, Canterbury here, so it's got them about two eighty-five. Um, and you know that they're obviously not showing much, but it's it's still liking what they've got on, on paper at least. And I think as as um, Pope mentioned a week or two ago, like St George, as, as you know, as far as, as he was concerned, they're not very strong. But the you know the Roosters couldn't get it done against them, so I'm, I'm definitely happy to be involved at the at the full sixty this week. 
Yeah, nice. So, boys, I think is that three consensus bets already? I think it might be. Yeah. Yep. Do we have t- Titans, Souths, and Dogs? I, I no, Souths. I stayed away from. Okay. Uh, okay. So we just got the uh, the modeler out there with Souths and uh, and but consensus on the other two, Titans and Dogs. Okay, that's good. Glad to hear it. That's uh, fantastic, boys. Um, Parramatta Eels taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Eels uh, look to be back at home. No, they're not. They're in TIO Stadium in Darwin, um, which is uh, just around the corner from Parramatta, of course. Uh, $1.29 Parramatta, North Queensland Cowboys, $3.65, 10 and a half the line. What do we see? Give me Cowboys. Give me Cowboys in this one. This is... This is too many. Cowboys are sneakily good in this year's competition mug, I think. So I can't get this that close to 10.5. Darwin's an interesting prospect too. You would – we talked about this last week for AFL. You, you would give Parramatta something for the fact that they have played in Darwin in the past, but counteract to that, like the conditions probably are as similar to Townsville as you're going to get. So that probably neutralises it to some extent as well, I think. Um I think Cowboys are a decent team. They're the second best defensive team in the competition at the moment. That that is obviously when it comes to premiership credentials, pretty important. So I'm on Cowboys. And and what about it, it does exist in the AFL a little bit, uh, I, I believe. You know, the South Australia teams that go up north, the Western Australian teams that go up north, there is a stronger indigenous connection um, to playing in Darwin. Does that potentially favour one team or the other here? Like, is there a sort of like a, a greater coupling of Indigenous players in either one of those teams or a history of great Indigenous players playing in those teams, therefore a more garnered support and, I guess, feeling towards those teams and the way that those teams want to represent themselves in Darwin? Is there any angle there, Pope? Yeah, to, to probably answer that, it would suit North Queensland, that theory they've had. Some really high-profile Jonathan Thurston, Matt Bowen, spring to mind as two of the uh, more, um, I guess, prolific or well-known Indigenous players. So yeah. you'd think it probably suits Cowboys uh, on that basis a little bit. But um, as I say, I think the conditions, as much as anything, probably aren't going to be foreign to the Cowboys. So I think any advantage that Parramatta might have from um, playing that game year up there is neutralised. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Modler. Yeah, I've got a slight lean for the Cowboys as well here, so I guess that's making it three consensus well, so far. Um, got them about, I think, on 290 at the moment, so uh, given the 365 available on top at the moment, I'm happy to, to throw that one out there. Yeah, great. All right, boys. Uh, well, hey, things are, uh, things are lining up uh, quite nicely for us here. Pope, I know you wanted to talk to this one uh, just because uh, – it's uh, our team, the Storm, uh, but Knights are hosting them. And uh, this one uh, back down at McDonald Jones Stadium, uh, 8.50 the Knights at home, 21 and a half, seven. Jeez, the haves and the have-nots, isn't it? These prices are getting pretty big. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting over there. Pope, talk us through it. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn again this one, Mug, the... Firstly, all the numbers, all the logic tells me Knights is the bet here. It's it's a huge number. Storm, different prospect away from Amy. There's wet weather in Newcastle. I think you've got some upside that Hovenhausen may not play. I, I don't know that for a fact, but they played Penrith in two weeks. He's, he's carrying an injury at the moment, so you'd 
think logic, well, how, how Stormwork, the logic is he might miss one of the next two. So I think you've got a bit of upside there. All that tells me the 21 and a half a bet. But as you say, Mug, it's uh, <laughs> the best bet in world sport might be back. So it's hard to go on the other side yeah. of that. But yeah. logically, I think the plus 20 and a half, 21 and a half is a big number. Um, yeah. And I could only be on Newcastle based on that logic. Nights at home. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and is that so you just put it out there as a lean, Pope, or is that a bet? No, I'll, I'll lean, and I think we might confirm it in the email. As I say, like this um, going against the Storm Penrith has some trepidation at the moment. There's so much upside to the minus in, in they can be close and then run away with it. But um, weather, as I say, the prospect of Pavani hasn't missing. We might wait on a little bit more information before confirming that. Okay. And uh, Modler? Yeah, no real lean for me here. I've got Knights actually at $9 shot here. So, um, yeah, no, Lena, just uh, if anything, it sort of pains me as a Newcastle supporter to see them at an 8.50 pop at home. So, yeah. you know, I'd be happy probably if they covered the 21 and a half this week, let alone uh, win. I'll, I'll take the, yeah, I'd be happy with the, with the covering more than anything. Yep, okay. No, no action for me there. Yeah, and uh, boys, the last game, um, your Dragons, Modler, the St. George uh, Illawarra Dragons are hosting the West. $1.55, the Dragons, the all-conquering, resurgent West Tigers, $2.45. Modler, what happens here? Yeah, no surprises here. It's the models like St. George pretty much every week this year, and uh, it's definitely one for them again. Uh, it's got them about a dollar twenty-two, so the dollar fifty-five wow. is definitely a good value there. I'm not sure yeah. if the market's sort of overreacted to a couple of uh, you know close wins for the Tigers there or not, but but definitely keen at that price to, to have a play in St George. And Pope, probably probably have to think about the margins as well, uh, given given how short it's rated. Yeah. Okay. So um, so the 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 uh, thirteen plus there for you, Modler. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, Pope. What about you in that one? Yeah, it's becoming a little bit of an injury ravage game, which is a bit of a shame because it is two in-form teams and might just be came of the round, which you would have said is a big price of Fortnite ago, but both these teams won their last two. Tigers missing a couple, what it's done to them structurally, how they look on paper, looks like it's reverted back to their team of three or four weeks ago. So Orlean Dragons, not to the extent of mod- modelers' confidence, but I could get this slightly bigger. So I do have a lean towards the Dragons as well. Yep. Okay. Well, boys, you guys are uh, you guys are lining up there on absolutely plenty. Uh, I think there was a couple uh, that we lined up in the AFL as well. Um, just a reminder to the listeners: if you haven't gone to the website, uh, just go to the barefoot. Uh, barefootpunter.com.au and you can subs- I'm pretty sure I've got that in the bio on the on the Twitter handle. Um, go to that website and you can subscribe to the email. When you click subscribe, you got to tick the box and then when you press subscribe, just pause for 10 seconds. Don't click the button over and over and over again. Just do it once and it will just come up and say uh, you have now subscribed uh, to the email and we'll get that email out on a, um, hopefully uh, most times on a Thursday night and we'll just give a bit of a summary to some of the things that we've spoken about on the podcast and any changes or updates uh, that we have in the next couple of days as, as things change as well. Um, Pope, on the website too, you'll also find the collection tin. 
uh, that's a place you can go to. And, uh, and just if you've had a win on the punt, you know, we don't charge people on a weekly basis for our bets. We don't, uh, we don't charge to, to listen to this, uh, uh, this podcast. It's all for free. Uh, the email subscription is for free as well. But one thing that we do say, if you have a win on the punt, and, um, and you can do that on balance, you know, weigh up your weekend and go, well, did the barefoot punter boys uh, sort me out with this? And if you've had a bit of a win, you can just go put a couple of coins in the collection tin. Uh, we love it. Uh, helps fo- uh, Pope feed his cats. Might get the modeler back on holiday sometime soon in the next 12 months. And um, Pope, you saw me on uh, on, on uh, Sunday night after the, or after the footy. Um, I don't mind having a beer at the footy. Helps me pay for those. So, um, so if you can do that, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but uh, other than that, boys, anything else? No, I, I think that's it. I'm just one... We don't delve in personal life here too often, Mug, but uh, it's like looking in the mirror, looking at your twin brother, isn't it? So I sort of thought someone might have, didn't think I had that many beers until I saw you and your twin brother at the, at the train station. But um, anyway, we, we digress somewhat. We do digress, yeah. There is, uh, I was going to say, there's there's two of the Mug, but there's only one Mug. There's another guy that looks like the Mug running around, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, Pope, uh, Pope, Pope found the other one uh, on uh, after the footy. But anyway, boys, we digress. Modler, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>